I am muted. Internet. I've been muted yeah. the entire time. That's Proko's Pro definitely saying the streamers out there. Don't Dang mute it. when you want to start your first stream. tip about streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're not muted. <laughs> Anyways, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the stream scene. It's good to have you guys after our E3 coverage last week. Uh, it was the first time we did something like that. And that was, was fantastic. Last. So really hopefully you guys enjoy that. We're all on the show, including Hunter, my co-host. Hunter, how's it going? Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. I have recovered from my fever during E3, which is fantastic. I believe, Loco, you're feeling a lot better, yeah? 93%. I would 93%. Say. That's pretty good. That's better than most people feel on most days. So I think it's you're... It's gone up. Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, today, uh, we're going to be tackling uh, all kinds of stuff based on what, what you guys want to... Uh, what you want to hear about uh, about streaming from... Uh, it, it fully customize your questions to what it is that you need to know so that we can give you the best answers that, uh, that we can based on our, our expertise. Uh, do you guys know how many hours you've spent streaming the two of you? Uh, uh my deep bot probably knows. I, I'm, I'm over 8,000 hours at this point. So I was going to try and like add up our hours and go like, this is the expertise that you can, that you can rely on today. Right. Uh, Let's just say thousands then. Thousands, yeah. tens, tens of thousands, thousands of hours for last, sure. With last all I checked, I was at like four thousand, something like that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this this is what you guys can count on today, and that includes our beautiful and wonderful guest host, Lucid Fox. Lucid Fox, tell us about yourself, man. It's not his first rodeo here. No, 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 no. I, it feels like it's been so long since I've been here. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a guy. Uh, I, I stream. <laughs> Uh, video games sometimes <laughs> on the internet. Uh, sometimes people watch, which is really interesting. Um, I don't know, man. Really, really super digging uh, Jurassic World uh, Evolution. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got into uh, a lot of Nintendo stuff this weekend, too. Um, I tried like, out the new Splatoon stuff. Got uh, got like tennis coming up this week. I don't know, man. Just, that one yeah. just launched, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Tennis, it's out already? No, no, tennis comes out on, uh, on Friday. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Friday. Actually, I had, I have a tattoo appointment this week because of uh, St. Jude. And she was like, can you do Friday? I was like, oh, absolutely not. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just a guy that does stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Happy to be here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to take this time to basically, like usually we do structured shows and topics each week, but we wanted to, like especially after E3, kind of do a, a show where we just answer your direct questions, like, you know, that maybe didn't fit into a certain topic that we covered in the past. Or even stuff that we may have talked about in the past. Um, we'll also point to you to like past episodes and articles that we have. Any any resources that we can do to answer your question, uh, we will do our best to answer. So, um, if uh, Lucid, if you could accept my friend request on Discord, oh god, so I can collect, <laughs> <laughs> so I can collect the um, questions. <laughs> um, if you guys want to start asking your questions in chat, uh, we'll start to gather them and answer them. Uh, we're going to be here at least for like the next hour or so. So any questions you guys have about streaming, I definitely encourage you guys to release them and I'll try to grab yeah. all of them. And, and no question is too dumb. Uh, just, just for the record. I know a lot of people feel like that, like, oh, this is such an obvious thing. Oh, everybody already knows this. I can assure you, if you don't know the answer, Tons of other people out right. there don't know the answer. And if you're the one to step up and ask the question, who gets to play the hero for the day? It's you. Mm -hmm. Seriously, ask, ask the questions, even if you think they are abundantly obvious. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes even uh, if, the, if the answer is, is generally abundantly obvious, there will be a twist on the perspective based on 
what we've experienced with it. Um, something that, uh, that maybe wouldn't be quite so evident outside of having spent as much time in the industry streaming as we have. Um, sometimes on the far side of, of spending thousands of hours doing a thing, you suddenly realize that there's this tiny little but important twist to what was otherwise a really obvious thing to do as a streamer. So let it all out there and we'll try and tackle what we, what yeah. we can get for sure. And, and I think like the other interesting thing is like, we're like, we're all going to have different answers for things yeah. a lot of time and not everything that will suggest will work for you or work for everybody, you know, what works for us. So I think, it's, I think it's cool. That's why we do this kind of like, you know, every now and then, especially with new guests to kind of get different perspective on your guys' questions. So um, with, without. No, what, there's gotta be one, one hesitation. I want you to plug tomorrow's show because it ties directly into what we're doing on today's show. All right. That's the only one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I do a show on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern time called The Stream Doctor. And basically what I do is provide like personalized coaching and feedback on your channel. So you can submit your channel and live on stream. I will look at it. I'll break it down. I'll give you all of my my input and and look at your videos and stuff and give you direct feedback like exactly on your stream. So a lot of the advice we can provide today is usually general. Um, But yeah, if you're looking for something more specific about your channel and how to improve, um, definitely tune into tomorrow's show at 4 p.m. Eastern time on this channel called The Stream Doctor. It's really good. It's really good. Without hesitation. (laughs) Wait, wait, one more thing. You're good, Luca. <laughs> All right, what we got? We got a first question from the mounting saying, how do you guys ensure your voice is always feeling good? I don't know if I I'm inverted here. Oh, okay, vocal zone. Whoa, the vocal zone is a really good one. It's a lozenge. Uh, pop it in your mouth, breathe through your mouth, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to your nose, because it doesn't do any good if it's just sitting on your sitting on your tongue. Um, and it can reduce swelling and stuff. I also personally use fire cider, capsaicin, hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's counterintuitive, what? but it's anti-inflammatory. So if part of the problem that you have, I scream a lot and it's inflammation that I get. It's not mm-hmm. just the use. It's how it. That's how everything gets aggravated in there that ends up causing me a little bit of anguish and, and roughing out the voice. Eating hot stuff, uh, taking shots of fire cider that also has uh, vinegar in it. Uh, I'm affiliated with Firesider too, for the record, but I used it for like two years before, three years before we had any relationship. Um, all of that helps a lot, a lot outside of um, just resting your voice and knowing where your limits are and such. That's interesting. Um, I don't like hot stuff, so I can't do that. But neither do I. Are <laughs> mm. uh, you, yeah, I'm, you? I'm going to this website <laughs> now. You had Thanks. me fooled on that one, Hunter. <laughs> I. But yeah, vocal zone. It takes a while to get to your to get to your house because I'm pretty sure they're British and they base everything there, and they have nothing in the U.S. Um, but they're fantastic. I learned about them from uh, Trav Trevelyan. Um, um, years ago. Yeah, I, I I personally struggle with my voice a lot, especially <laughs> in the last year. I've had a lot of struggles with getting like. Um, nodules and stuff like mm-hmm. I've had like mm. some pre-nodule condition like that I got diagnosed with last year and uh, part of that was like I was you know singing I was uh, role playing so I was doing different voices yeah like, crazy I, voices yeah my headphones are like vocals. you know p- 
partially like noise reduction. So I, I like I talk louder now because mm-hmm. like I try to hear myself and um and I don't do any vocal exercises and um mm-hmm. it's definitely something that I need to work on for sure because I've had I've had like you know periods of time where my voice has just it just hurts to talk and I feel swelling. Um so I'd look up some vocal exercises as well. Yeah. And try to you sh- like honestly you should before streaming warm up your voice. Also drink a lot of water and stay hydrated during the stream. Definitely. Um, yes. And like it's something that like t- teachers need to be aware of too because they're talking all day. Um, drink a lot of water during the stream. Yeah, whether whether or not you have uh, hydration bot in there, and uh, drinking a lot of water has got a lot of benefits. It can. I'm dead serious about this. Force you to take a break from streaming. This is something that's very important to me. I know it's very important to Loco. It's probably pretty important to Lucy. Yeah. I have to, I have chat remind me regularly to take a break, but I don't have to as much if I'm chugging the water. It also increases your metabolism and your immune system mm-hmm. because it increases your uh, homeostatic capabilities. Those are all very good, especially for people who sit around a lot, but pretty much for anybody who's alive and not dead yet, drink a lot of water, yeah. a lot of water. I try to sure. I try to knock out like at least uh, a liter of water uh, on stream every day. I, no I've I have started two cups of water. There you go. I've, on my I, desk. I started I started buying these like a couple weeks ago just so I could make sure that I'm drinking at least that. Yeah. Good, if, I, yeah. if I move on to a second bottle, excellent. But perfect. <laughs> um, but past that, like I don't really do much for for my voice. I also I, I don't think I think I don't strain mine a ton except for on the weekends when I do like you know, drunk driving uh, streams and everything. That's Mario Kart, not actual drunk driving. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but normally when, yeah, but normally like when I get, when I, when I get drunk on stream, yeah, I'm screaming. And then I, I normally uh, take the, take the day to kind of just rest my voice uh, outside of that. But yeah, for the most part, I don't, I don't put like a, a huge amount of strain on my voice, I guess, or I don't notice it at least. Yeah. So. Our next question comes from chef hazmat says, are there any advantages of one streaming service over the other? I guess uh, I think he means like like different platforms like Twitch versus Mixer, yes, versus yeah. Facebook. Yeah, there's definitely a, like for me. I think if you're starting out or you're a smaller streamer, I think Mixer is like the place to be. I agree. It's just a lot more uh, exposure. Mixer. Mixer has huge discoverability for new streamers right now. Uh, there's a there's a there's a lot going on over there. The hype zone looks really cool. I wish we had something like that over on Twitch. Yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a cool idea yeah yeah um facebook uh as well isn't um now now there's some i guess some concern as far as how the viewer numbers actually work on facebook because viewers might not actually be viewers just people passing by on like their feed right um but i think sort I think of like on twitter people, i guess too yeah yeah kind of like on twitter like like video views and everything but still uh it's uh worked for quite a few people i, I know like trade chat is over on facebook gaming now uh, there's there's quite a few people yeah. that are they're making that their home, so it, yeah. it really I guess it just comes down to comfortability when you when you really think about it like where would you like to build your community and what do you want your community to kind of become, you know. If it's you're true. not a Twitch if you're not a Twitch affiliate, mm. you can also multi-stream, so you don't have to pick one necessarily. You can use right. a service called Restream, which allows you to stream to Mixer, to Twitch, and I'm not sure what other platforms they have right now, uh, but to stream at the same time. And I think they also offer like a combined chat so you can actually see all your chats as well, like together, which right. is pretty cool. And unless I'm um, mistaken, you don't have to accept affiliate ship because that's, mm-hmm. you know, contractual. So you'd, uh-huh. you'd have right. to sign a contract so you can choose not to do that. 
even if you get up to 50 or a hundred concurrent viewers regularly, you can still multi-stream to all other platforms at the same time as Twitch, as long as you're not under contract. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's something honestly, I've recommended. I think, mm-hmm. Right. I, I think that's the it. better option. Unless mm-hmm. like you like really care about like money. Cause Twitch is a lot better at monetization than Mixer right now. Right. We have mm-hmm. bids, yeah. we have sub tiers and sub gifting and, and Twitch prime and stuff like that. Um, so Twitch definitely wins in that regard, but when you're small, I, I would personally prefer exposure and growing more mm-hmm. because you can still make money. I mean, they're like streamers made money before the, you know affiliate ship existed. You know, right. you have Patreon or GameWisp, and you have donations or you know tips, is what I should say. Um, and even outside so, of partnership, if partnership weren't even a thing on Twitch, um, yeah, I, I would I would still have a functional business right now. Outside right. of any ad revenue, sub revenue, and cheer. Yeah, so I would honestly like I would restream, I would, I would multi-stream to different platforms and try to grow your exposure. If you're a Twitch affiliate, and you're like crap. Like maybe I should do this instead. Um, I, I believe you can like you know cancel your contract or something. I would I would look into the stipulation on that, but I'm sure there's true, an yeah. exit clause in your contract. So just make sure to review that. Ask someone for help if you're unsure about it. Definitely and, ask uh, for help. That's just a big, a general pro tip. Don't feel like you have to do everything yourself and know all the stuff. That's part of what we're doing here today in the first place is just ask your questions seriously. Get answers where you can get help everywhere it's offered. Right. Everywhere, all the time. Yeah, and, and speaking of, we actually have a Discord that is like for streamers. So if you need more help or ask, have any questions, like, I mean, that's what the Discord is for, to communicate with other streamers. So... Again, like, you know, if you guys are here and you need help and you need more help anytime, like, use your resources. We're providing one for free right here. So. Yep. Um, I do not recommend vi- intentionally violating the TOS to <laughs> get out of your contracts. <laughs> not a great, not a great don't do that. <laughs> highly, highly, highly avoid doing that ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's called burning bridges. You don't, you don't like that. You definitely don't want to burn the, yeah, it's true. Hmm. <laughs> Swell. All right, so next question is from Broccoline. Broccoline mm. asks, what was your first big wall you ran into when you first started streaming? Ooh. Yeah, this is, this is, this is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Mine was on, I, well, I, it gets to other, other points in terms of having an educational bent to the show. Um, my first one was, was on Partnership Day. Um. I had, I was just talking about this before the show when we were prepping uh, mm-hmm. briefly had built up this whole thing. I had this fantastic plan and, uh, and it was a great plan. And it was a very good pan, plan. I was very happy with this plan. And I think I executed it brilliantly as well. And it was supposed to result in getting partnership when Bloodborne launched. Uh, I started with Dark Souls 2 and I'd never played a Dark Souls game before. And this is part of the whole thing was like, oh, hey, Souls games are a big thing on Twitch. People love seeing them done blind. I'm going to have an easy in by starting my stream blind. And I did. Within the first week, I had double digit viewers. It was fantastic. Uh, So then I went into Lords of the Fallen and and so on. And Bloodborne was on the horizon. I was like, yeah, perfect. Set everything up. I got accepted for partnership on my first attempt. Boom. Boom. Button hit the night before Bloodborne launches. Boom.
boom, perfect. Bloodborne launches. And I'm like, this is going to be exciting. I'm going to be at the top of the listing because I'm going to have all the partnership hype and everybody's going to come in. It's going to boost me up. And then that day, Twitch had a video player problem that paused the stream every 30 seconds. So literally nobody could watch the stream for more than 30 seconds at a time. And it tanked my viewer count. And I was, I streamed to 50% of the normal people for the next couple of weeks. And I had to build it back up over the next year. It was bizarre. That was my first one. And so the lesson that I learned from this, I think, is to not assume that everything's going to work and have backup plans uh, backup no matter plans how, plans. no matter how, yes, no matter how brilliant your plan is and how well you're executing it, something else can take control where you don't have any power anymore. And this is true for money. Make sure you've got stuff in savings because if your PC breaks, how are you going to make money as a streamer if you can't actually stream to raise the money to build your PC back up again? This is true of technical problems on Twitch's side. Uh, you consider what it might be like if you're, if you, uh, you know, if you're on YouTube streaming, if you are on Mixer, it doesn't matter where you are. If something happens to prevent you from streaming, be familiar with other platforms and what it might be like to transition over there. You know, be prepared with backup plans and redundancies upon redundancies. Mm-hmm. That was my first big wall. Lucy, you got one? <sighs> yeah, I think, and it kind of just piggybacks on a little bit of what Hunter was talking about, just like assuming that these things will work, I guess. Like right after partnership, I, um, I, I came up through uh, Super Mario Maker, which is an, a, was an extremely, at the time, was an extremely easy community to come up in and get partnership out of because there's a lot of shared viewership and there's just a lot of dedication to that community. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm partnered now. Uh, now I'm going to start doing variety. And I did. And I moved <laughs> on to, and I moved on to breath of the wild. And I thought to myself, I was like, well, it's breath of the wild. It's a Nintendo game. Nobody's going to be in that directory. Let's get it. Like, this is going to be exciting. And like day one, like dance gaming, lyric and every everyone has also decided Surprise! To wild. i was like you motherfucker like what uh so i yep. you know, and and the next uh but i but i but i endured and i stuck stuck through and 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 i'm happy today where i am like with variety but like at that point i was streaming like 30 40 people and it was, it was a hit yeah it was a hit after you know like sitting in like triple digits i'm just like well all right, let's let's rebuild it. Let's go. You know what? And I and I I, I strapped on. And I I did it again. But like it was just such a shock that first time. Be like, oh well, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I think this, that's a this very did not go how I expected. Yeah, and that's that's the tough thing about like branching into variety mm-hmm. is it, it, like especially if you you know dug yourself into one game or one category, it can be really hard to go full variety and you have to really be expecting your numbers to be lower and be okay with that for the sake of your unhappiness. Like if you're switching to variety because you're trying to grow, like, like it's, it's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. If you're switching to variety because you're unhappy playing the same game every day and you're sick of that, then that's, that's a good thing. Like then you have to branch out, right? Otherwise your stream is going to tank if people see you unhappy at the same time. Like when you do branch out, you are going to tank as well. Um, you're going to get less viewers, but if it's something that you keep at and you know, you, you have that confidence, like, okay, people watch me for me. Some people watch for the game, but people will follow you. Now, what I recommend is like doing something where you start your stream with the first like 
you know, two hours or so, like half, maybe like half or like a third of your stream with whatever game you normally play, mm -hmm. you know, get your viewers in and then switch to something else. Like that's the best yeah. way to branch start, start out. Start getting people acclimated to it. Yep. Absolutely. Right. It's yeah. always start with like the, the same game or the, like your usual and then then you kind of like win them over slowly over time. You guys have pets, right? When you're trying to change your pet's food, what's the recommendation? Not that Chad is pet, but right. pet food, <laughs> with pet food, you, you, you sprinkle a little bit pets. in. Yeah, yeah. You, go, you go for a 5% sprinkle in and over, yeah. mix it into the, to the old food. And then you, you bump that up to you know, 20, 25%, get up to 50%, 80%. Eventually you're doing all of the new food a month later it works the same way with uh, acclimating both yourself and viewership to uh, transitioning into a different style of stream and a different, uh, different, different directories and such. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good analogy. Um, next question is from Curry Clam Cakes. It says, Hi, do you think there is any audience for any type of personality on Twitch, or do you think there's a particular personality archetype that is particularly popular? I like that. There are I think archetypes for everybody. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, definitely archetypes. for sure. But I don't. I think there's also. I mean, there's so many people streaming now. Like they're like you know. To me, it's like there's every type of person streaming. Yeah. And but I think I, there's an audience for every type of person because, like, we're humans. Like there's there's always so much variety in, in the people and the people that you're attracted to. Right. That's I think it's, I think it's about focusing on your strengths really uh, as yes. far as like what you have to present uh like, right. like your your certain archetype like uh I'm I'm in the morning so I know that a lot of my people are going to be lurking because they're at work so just providing like nice like chill music in the background and everything like that has become my my thing you know like focus mm -hmm. on focus on what you what you do really also I have a uh, I'm told I have a, a deep soothing voice so like focus on those things that you you do well and 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 you know move forward with that like try to try to find like one thing that that you can personally attribute to yourself and yeah i think i, think I hear a lot of best. people say be yourself too mm -hmm. and while i don't disagree with that uh i think this is this commentary is true for uh for life as well as broadcasting you there's, I don't really think there's anything that, I don't think you really can be yourself. We all have different hats that we wear in different contexts and situations. I don't talk to my grandma, God rest her soul, in the same way that I, that I don't, that I, that I talk to my girlfriend. I don't talk to her in the same way that I talk to children. I, you know, we, we have different hats that we wear in different situations to, uh, to communicate in somewhat unique ways. The contexts are different. Those are all me. I don't really have a true one core me and then fake it the rest of the time. And a lot of who you are and how you present yourself can be adapted. I've changed a lot about who I am because I didn't like parts of me previously. So I tried to cut them out and I saw friends that I respected doing something that was neat. And so I added that in mm -hmm. and I do this with a lot of things. I think we all do that to some extent. And I think that's also true and possible in streaming. I looked at broadcasters that I respected who did something that was similar to what I wanted to do. And I was like, I, I'm going to steal part of their personality and make it mine because I want to be that. It's not, it's not like I want to pretend like I'm not who I am. That's who I want to be to an extent. Like I want that part to be part of me. I want to, it, three years from now, I want to see that as part of my streaming identity at, at, the, at, its, at its root. So I think you can, you can adapt 
what you present and, and who you show to the, what you show to the world, uh, at least a little bit, if not a lot, as long as you're not denying core values of yourself, like don't be overwhelmingly toxic and negative because you think that's going to get you more attention mm-hmm. when you're really like, you know, a kind hearted person, you don't want to, you don't want to trick yourself out of being who you are by changing some of these things, as long as it's core values and, and vision and stuff. So I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of room there. Yeah. I mean, I say like, you know, you want to be yourself, but you want to be a more entertaining version of yourself. Like, you know, your, your yeah. best self, like you're yeah. an entertainer. Um, that doesn't mean you have to be like super hyped or crazy or whatever. That just means like, you know, if you're a quiet person and you want to have like a, a quiet or you want to have like a chill stream, like you still need to talk more and you need to still be engaging, right? Like, because if, you, if you're just like, quiet not talking not not looking at chat like no one's gonna watch that so you know find what you're interested in like how how you are like be in touch with your personality but then like you know just fine-tune it to be towards like an entertaining aspect yeah definitely absolutely totally agree with that in every possible way all right so next question is oh there was a follow-up do you watch your vibes oh Oh, 100 at least, at least two or three times a week. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I, de- I, I do reruns for my twelve-hour streams because it's twelve hours on, twelve hours off. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I'll have my my rerun up, and I'll be talking with chat at the same time because it obviously, you know, be in be in your stream if you can have your rerun while you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I definitely definitely learn a lot about. I see when I. I will literally cringe when I get like actually aggravated at something. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch that. And I'm like, oh, I should definitely change how I approach that because yep. I don't want to see that. Other people who are like me also don't want to see it. Like, that's going to be problematic. Things like that. And the types of jokes that make me giggle, go into giggle fits. Like, I'll be on the, I'll, on the call with somebody, on a call with somebody and have my rerun up in the background and just start, like, crying in laughter because of something that I said. I'm like, okay, make a note. Do more of that. That's good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so it definitely. Helps, it definitely helps you, like, sit around and, and refine what you sure. do. You know, like it's, and I've been doing that since the beginning too, is watching, mm-hmm. watching VODs to make sure that I can refine myself, my stuff. It's like, it's like your own personal critique. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't look at my VODs that much, okay. I, but you should, like mm-hmm. you definitely should. It's just like a time thing. I'm just a little, a little busy, but also technical um, issues can show up. You're like, yeah. Oh, my mic cut out right there. What's that about? Right. And you, you would honestly be surprised about like your viewers just kind of like, like they may not point that out. You may have yep. like horrible Absolutely. audio, and yep. like they yep. won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, they can as, be overly kind. As as much as I check my vods, I check my audio constantly mm-hmm. like every week just to make sure everything's uh, correct. Like I, I put on levels and audacity and everything just to just to listen. You know, mm-hmm. like con- that's yeah. the those are just things that you should always like touch back on. You know, when you're when you're not streaming, just if you got a little extra time and if you're looking to improve. Yeah. Uh, on on some aspects like right. yeah definitely watch your vods it can help you with camera placement like maybe you mm-hmm. didn't know that you were covering up your hp bar because the hud yep. on different games will be different uh stuff like that and likewise mm-hmm. with high intensity imagery uh with a lot of motion maybe you didn't know that your uh the image is getting pixelated because of your encoding settings so you go back and watch and you're like oh, what's that about suddenly you're educating yourself on how encoding works that's right. what that's exactly what happened to me. I was like, why is my stuff so trashy when I move the camera a lot? <laughs> Turns out now, now I know how encoding works. And that's part of we were talking about this before. I'm, I'm building out a new uh, casting rig. And part of what I'm doing there is to try and work my encoding a little bit better so that I can have 
1080p, 60 FPS, and still have a really crystal clear image there. This is all based off of watching my VODs. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, as I mentioned earlier, I do a weekly talk show called The Stream Doctor where I, I look at your VODs. I, I look at your VODs and I give you feedback. Mm-hmm. And one thing I recommend during the show is like, you know, this is something like, like, it's definitely nice to have a friend do this, but like, you should do it yourself too, because a lot of the glaring issues are something you could easily notice. Like, oh, my green screen looks like absolute crap, or my yeah. audio is way too low. Like, this is a lot of this, this stuff. You can you can critique your own stream, and yep. you should. Yep. So Absolutely. don't be too hard on yourself. Just get a little technical with it. Right. Right. Auto autofocus on cameras. That's another one too. A lot of people forget that they have autofocus on, and you're never gonna know, and it'll get blurry for thirty seconds every ten minutes. And you're not going to notice this and nobody's going to point it out to you. You're not going to notice this unless you're going back and watching your bonds. My These are the kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, next question is from your, 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 your Sangus. <laughs> I hope I say that right. Uh, are there any go-to resources for primarily creative streamers who are out there to grow the community? The creative path feels like an uphill struggle and seems to differ from how growth would progress comparing to gaming slash variety streams. It is different. Yeah, absolutely. That is a great question. <clears throat> I would I would sure. say uh, make great use of communities. Communities are are going to be one of your greatest strengths as a as a creative streamer because that's how you're categorized, right? Like if you're just in the creative directory, you're just labeled as a creative streamer. But as you're you're utilizing those communities, it'll plug you in under like say music or or. Uh, under cross stitching or whatever you're trying to do, and also like definitely talk and network with other creative streamers. Absolutely, which you can do through the communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Select exactly. the communities and find other people in those communities that you're also broadcasting under. Absolutely, like like there there are so many different niches or niches uh, in uh, the creative category, and those people are all very tight knit. Like purling mm-hmm. people always love talking with other Perling people and, and so on and so forth. Like definitely find those people and use, uh, use familiarity and friendship to your advantage with those people. I have another one. That's a good answer. Loco, do you have, do you have anything on this one? I, I honestly don't. I'm not too familiar with the creative section. Okay. So, so I was a, a career painter before I started streaming. I have not once done a creative stream properly since I started streaming. This is bizarre. This is kind of just how I work though. Now I treated, I was talking about this last night. I treated my art career, not as a hobby. I did it the same, pretty much the same way that I, that I did um, streaming, which was, I just decided now this is what I do and dove into it full throttle. And is that a phrase dove into it full throttle? Who says that? No, that's anyway, good. I liked it. You're making up new stuff. <laughs> that's innovation. That you're you're synergizing like outside the box. I like it. I like this that. is what the kids are going to be saying in a year. Um, <laughs> and I treated it like a business at the same time as I treated it very passionately and like as a spiritual commitment kind of a thing, as as art often is. Um, my recommendation for somebody generally trying to make some waves in creative on Twitch would be to design specific projects that you can market mm-hmm. because that is, I think that's one of the best ways to increase your exposure on Twitch in creative directories. If you have a marketable project that is somewhat unique, 
appears to be somewhat innovative and or ties into other things that other that are, that are, that are happening on Twitch. Like there's a big game release, but you don't play games. Maybe you just maybe you, you make music that's inspired by that game. Something that's you know Darkest Dungeons coming out tomorrow with the new DLC. Maybe you're going to do something like dark and brooding and have it be a little thematic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe put that in your title, something about Darkest Dungeon, put it at the end. When people search Darkest Dungeon, you're going to be one of the streams that comes up somewhere in there. Yep. There are all kinds of ways that you could integrate these things in together to make yourself more discoverable on a platform that is oriented around video gaming. Mm-hmm. If you make thematic projects that can catch attention. And yeah. this is also true for uh, social media stuff. Um, if you show start to finish progression on visual pieces, um, likewise post stuff about what you did, allow other broadcasters who are on Twitter to find your stuff and, and retweet it or comment on it. Even if you get no traction today, two years from now, you've refined that practice and you've figured out what works. Right. Good to go. Uh, I would, yeah. I would also add that, uh, creative is a very, like with the, with the exception of like music, uh, creative is a very visual, uh, medium as far as like, uh, as far as streams go. So yeah. use Instagram and use Etsy. Totally. Like definitely use outside resources uh, uh, off of the website because if there's one thing that I've noticed in my time on like Twitter and Instagram, people absolutely love it when you post original art and post original different art pieces. Like, and that, sure. will, that will definitely net you exposure as well. Yeah, it's great. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. Pull, pull from outside great. to the in. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if it's hard to grow in, Pull from pull from outside. Right. Great answers, guys. I like that. Our next question comes from Spoons Legend. Um, Spoons Legend asks, if you use an Elgato stream deck, is it worth it? I it can be. Do. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I can just press a button and it has audio stuff. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it works um, for me. It's it's definitely not a necessity. Mm-mm. If you're Absolutely. on a budget, mm-hmm. if you're a starting streamer, you don't need a, a, an Elgato stream deck. It's literally just an LED keyboard with yep. the hotkeys. Yeah. Um, but it but actually it, works better than an LED keyboard with hotkeys in OBS. OBS is not yes. like hotkeys as much as oh, it wants yeah. them to like hot, hotkeys. Absolutely hates it, yeah. Which is part of why um, I got this in the first place. I used to use a um, one of those... Um, Keyboards for MMOs and stuff that has, you know, like all the, the, little, the little nine button, like side or keyboard. Weaver, and yeah. Yep. And uh, it, it was great when it worked. The keyboard was perfectly fine, but, you know, you run into other conflicts. Stream Deck makes sure that that stuff works really well most of the time. I will definitely say Stream Deck has gotten a lot better than when it first came out, too. Like, I wouldn't have recommended getting it when it first came out. It had it, it, it hardly did anything. It had a lot of problems. Like now, I think they've they've started integrating more and more things and, and changing up things in a very positive way. And I think they're committed to doing that more. So yeah, if you if you got the budget for it, like it's it's a cool little device to have, but it's mm-hmm. definitely not a necessity. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's something that will bring your production to the next level. Yes. Especially if you're creative with it. You know, you can do mm-hmm. cool transitions, you can make things pop up. I use it for the show because there's literally like twelve different scenes, so I have them nicely on the buttons all labeled Smart, everything yeah. um so it's definitely been a huge help for a lot of different reasons um but again it's it's it is definitely like an extra thing um but yeah that's that's my conclusion there there you you can there are a variety of budgets that you can use for starting streaming and then you want to develop out your budget for how you handle your hardware and giveaways and game purchases and whatnot after that 
this is not a thing I would ever include in a starter set for, mm-hmm. for streaming. Uh, uh, once you get, I, like I, as much as I wanted to use the, uh, the orb weaver to get the hotkeys going, um, I found it was kind of acceptable to do the transitions to get done what I needed to be done. Um, up and I got my stream deck, like, I don't know, like six months ago or something, you know, so that's like 7,000 hours of streaming without a stream deck. I did okay. Right. It's clearly, it's clearly not a necessity. Uh, I completely agree that it's a, that it's a next level kind of purchase. That doesn't mean a lot of people confuse these things because this next level doesn't mean go ahead and get it now. So you can become next level. Really, I, I personally think exactly. that you establish yourself and get comfortable with streaming before you start taking on some next level purchases, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to financial investments. Is it good? Yeah. yeah, fantastic. I've gotten a lot of compliments since I started using it. People talking about my transitions because I'm staring at the camera. I go full screen. I go into some other screen. I come back. You know, I'm not having to look over at my other PC over here and click on my and misclick and end the stream and whatever. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Definitely good. Um, we do have a review of the stream deck that we it's a written and i think there's a video review too uh i'm only looking for you guys if you want to read what we've written it's a little bit outdated because this is like just when it came out Ooh, and nice. added a lot of stuff mm-hmm. um so if you do go to the to the website let me throw the search up too uh this link will have like the recent news with like what they've added since as well and they've added a lot of cool things so definitely take a look at that if you guys are interested in reading more about the stream deck our next question comes from Contact with the Enemy. Says, any tips on how to handle your attitude when you start to tilt midstream? Yes, yes, I have many. I have many advices. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this goes back to another part of planning stuff. Mm. Um, when you tilt midstream, you lose control. That's part of the whole nature of tilting is, you know, I mean, tilting, tilting in a game is you're getting frustrated. And so then you, you end up incidentally kind of like throwing matches and whatever, because you're, which is, uh, that almost sounds like I'm saying you're lighting matches and throwing them. Um, you, you end up performing significantly less well uh, because of your aggravation and this emotional shift that takes you outside of your normal state where you have a lot of control. You get a lot of cortisol in your brain. You're not able to think and, and problem solve uh, appropriately. You can't talk to people in the right way. You can't even formulate sentences the way that you want to. You've got nothing but frustration. And there are a lot of things that you can do that can be personalized to you to help counter that. You can have commands in your chat. I tend to, the things that, that, Pretty much only the, the things that uh, will tilt me during a stream is what a viewer can say. Somebody in the chat. The games, I'm great. 99% of the time, I'm fine. I, I, I love my aggravated comical rage because it's part of my whole shtick. Like, I, I, I really, I dig it because I'll laugh right afterward and then go back to just having a normal conversation. That's fine. Somebody can, people can say stuff that will just drive me off the edge. So, um, mods can do a lot there, but we also have commands in my, in my chat for when people are being little or a lot to have gone too far. And it's a love command. Uh, nine times out of 10, it's for somebody who's already been banned by me personally, um, <laughs> to prevent me from ranting too much where it takes the chat in, it takes the whole stream in a direction that nobody really wants it to go. Um, 
there's this love command where people can use it and tag the person who was just banned. And I put a bunch of, I did all this work in advance. I put a bunch of like, you know, uh, inspirational quotes, not corny, cheesy stuff, but like real deal inspirational quotes to help people try and, you know, cause a lot of people are really, really mad at themselves and they feel powerless and that's why they're striking out and trying to bully people on the internet. It's like right. kind of the nature of bullying. So a lot of this stuff is trying to help people um, recognize this in themselves as they're getting banned and it's there so that I can tell people like, Hey, use the love command. I'm going to shut myself up. It's almost like an anchor for me to help me control myself. And I think that there are several ways that, that you guys can do this to personalize it for you and what you need. You need to put sticky notes on your monitor that say like, Hey, rein it in or remember why you're doing this. Remember all the people out there that you're trying to entertain, whatever it happens to be things that will help ground you in the moment because you're literally out of control when you're tilted and salty. Right. I, I think it's, first of all, you need to think about what is tilting you. You know, if it is the game versus someone in chat versus technical issues. Mm -hmm. it's the yeah. Game, like, <laughs> yeah. It's true. If, if it's, so if it's someone in chat, like, you know, and you find yourself, what Hunter's saying, going on rants and stuff, like, you definitely need to get the mods and the auto mods, the auto mod system to help you and get that out of chat as soon as possible so you avoid that. Um, also, if you have better Twitch TV, I know you can see deleted messages, turn that off because um, that will just only tempt you to, you know, spit back at someone that's already been purged and, and dealt with. Mm -hmm. um, if it's tech issues, like, take a day off and, like, hammer it out. You know, whatever it is, some nagging issue, try to troubleshoot. Um, we've all had our fair share of tech issues. To me, it's the most tilting thing that I experience is like yep. any tech Agreed. issues, I Agreed. instantly lose my cool and my patience and I don't want to stream and I'm like, just like done. Um, yeah. if, it's the, if it's the game, like, like don't play that game <laughs> unless like <laughs> raging is your thing. Um, I mean, I've played plenty of rage inducing games and, you know, Chad enjoys it to a certain point until it becomes too much. And, you know, for me, that's like realizing like, okay, I'm raging a lot. I'm upset. I need to calm down because this is not enjoyable for chat. This is not enjoyable for anyone to watch. I'm not being entertaining at this point. I'm not having fun. Uh, so, you know, sometimes I'll just like step away. I'll just like, you know, guys, like I need to walk away for a minute. I need to cool down, you know, pace around a little bit uh, and just like get get off the computer for a second. Um, so think about what's tilting you and um, those hopefully those suggestions help. Lucy, right. do you have anything to add? Um, I... I was gonna say, as far as like uh, games, yeah, it's it's whatever. It's it's just like comic rage at that point. Like like Hunter said, as far as people, um, I try to turn those moments into like teachable moments. Unless yeah. it's someone that's outright um, like 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 racist or just hateful, then they're gone immediately. Obviously, but if it's someone that's just coming in, like every everyone wants to to be heard. Like right, we're we're all we're all human, and we want someone. Like obviously, that's why they're doing what they're doing. So I've actually like, we've transformed a couple of people that came in yeah. and started out as trolls. And it's like, well, Hey, like, Hey, let's wrap for a second. What's going on? Why are you doing this? Do you want to, do you want to talk about it? You know, or, or if they're doing something untoward, like there's a lot of people that don't know. Uh, Cause what used to get me mad was when people would come in and like try to post their, their link or shout themselves out. And now it's just like, well, a lot of people don't know any better though. And, and like talking to my community, I've kind of learned that. Uh, that, that some people just don't know that that's a bad thing. So I try to find yeah. ways to make 
teachable moments in the stream and just get people on board and say, hey, let's turn whatever negative happened into a positive uh, and, and help everyone, you know? Yeah, so. I definitely. Think that's, that's great advice, but um, just keep in mind that's not going to work for everybody. No, no, like if absolutely you're, if not. You're, if you're that's like, certainly you know, true, too. I'm not telling Lucid, like, this isn't going to work. No, 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 but, I, um, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, it, does, uh, yeah. it doesn't always work, yeah. It, yeah. it depends on, on you and your temperament. Like, I know, like, Lucid and Hunter, and, and me too, like, we're very like mature and and teaching type people like that's mm. why we're on a show that's literally like yeah that's exactly <laughs> literally what we're doing here. <laughs> that's why right. we're here um so but it, if if you find yourself like losing your cool in those situations like not everyone can do that sometimes you just gotta <laughs> ban them and move on and um you know just do what works for you at the end of the day yeah next question is from uh amphis pisa says, do you have any recommendations slash resources for setting up your mic properly as far as settings and OBS, etc.? Oh, man. I have nothing on this one, so I'm going to professionally go to the bathroom midstream. Okay. <laughs> um, um, no, go ahead. Look I've got a couple of resources. Um, we have some stuff on the website that I'm going to link to you in a minute. Uh, we have a guide on something called Reaper, which is a audio mm -hmm. software uh, that's yeah, that's highly recommended, uh, and we've got a pretty good setup guide there if you want to check it out. Uh, if you're looking for, like, software-wise, if I can copy cost of that properly. We also have a guide on something called Voice Meter Banana. Um, it's uh, it's completely free software that you can use to manage your mic, and it there's, um, there's some add-ons that you can do. And actually, with OBS now, you can add uh, some... Was it VLT, VST plugins or something? Yeah, you can add VST plugins like via OBS now, which is great. Right. So um, you can definitely do that as well. Um, the, there are a lot of free options mm -hmm. to improve your audio. So I'll link a couple of guides. And if Lucid wants to talk about his suggestions. Um, I mean, I, I use all hardware. So, But when I was using uh, software, yeah, Voice Meter Banana is excellent. Uh, there's also another one that ties in with Voice Meter Banana, and I'm trying to remember it right now, uh, that also manages, like, outside of uh, OBS, manages VSC plugins, because sometimes uh, OBS chugs a little bit when it's trying to do too many things at one time. Yeah. Uh, so I would, I would definitely, like, look at the resources available. Uh, Twitch Reddit is a great place to look at this as well. Uh, they have a lot of, like, really in-depth audio guides that helped me when I first started. Um, and just like use also use Reaper or use Audacity. Use Reaper and use Audacity to tune up your mic. Like the the very first thing that I did before I started a day of streaming was I sat down in Audacity for four hours fine tuning my audio because you don't want you know background sounds. You don't want like you want to you want to make oh yeah you want to make your mic whatever mic it is you want to make that mic work as well as it can work. You know, yeah. so so try to try to fine tune it. Like take some take some time, and make it sound nice. I yeah. used um Sam my a Samson Meteor, which was like a sixty five dollar mic mm -hmm. as my right starter on. mic, and I used Adobe Audition with it. Now that one costs because you got to you know mm -hmm. comparable with uh the free ones, which is which is interesting. And I still am convinced that it sounds better than my current you know very expensive setup. <laughs> my setup is besides like the mic itself is off the free software that i just linked to you guys so nice. um i'm using the razor siren pro so it's a pretty good mic in and of itself mm -hmm. um but you you you'll always need like adjustments no matter mm -hmm. how nice your mic is there's always yeah. going to be 
Oh, you absolutely. Know, background and echoing static, like you need compression, noise gating, stuff like that. So audio is a pain. I hate audio, but it's the most one of the most important things it's a pain. is having right. good audio. So take some time, do some research, and hopefully those those links help help you guys out. Mm-hmm. The next question comes from um Ham 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 Naisu. Ham Nisu. What's Ham Nisu? <laughs> What's more important slash better in general? A, stellar audio quality, but no cam for video interaction. Or B, decent audio quality and decent video quality. I'd oh. say the first one. Yeah, I'd say the first one as well. Remo audio with no cam. If you had to choose gun to your head kind of yeah. situation, I, I would go for no cam and, and audio. But the cam to no cam thing, I think has other priorities that you're that you're that you're looking at, which is um, you have to manage everything with your voice. And if you're presumably using a video game as your you know, media, um, through those two things, I'm very, I talk with my hands a lot. As everybody sees my Fitbit counts, like all of my hand motions <laughs> as, oh as steps. I step a lot apparently while sitting down. Um, I'm very, uh, very, uh, emotive with my face. Uh, when something bad happens in the game, I'm like, and there's this whole thing, right? And you see my rage and I get really close to the camera and all that stuff. You have none of that when you stream without a camera and you have to manage all of it with your timing, your pacing, your intonation, your volume, everything about the way that you interact is coming from your voice and what you're doing in the game. So if you don't think that you can, if you're, if you're, if you're more like me, you want to go with a cam and decent audio quality. If you can do the kind of stuff that, that frankly, better broadcasters than I am do without their camera, uh, then yes, by all means, I think it can be incredible. It can be, it's its own unique uh, type of streaming is, is camless streaming and it's, it's really awesome, but I think it's more challenging. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that like 100%. Like it's definitely doable, but you have to be extra entertaining like vocally um talking constantly, quick-witted, you know, things that it's it's going to like catch somebody watching because when somebody comes into your channel for the first time, you know, you have maybe 10 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute if you're lucky to catch their attention and win them over. Yeah. With when you don't have something to look at, that's a lot less. That's a lot less time that you have that that person's attention span is going to be because it's like, oh, I just see a game. If you're not talking, you don't hear anything. They're out so quickly. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Depends on it. Depends on who you are. For sure. You'd be like the next question. uh... Exactly. (laughs) Lyric Indiana Smashley, Mm -hmm. uh, Skin Teen. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people Great that, and no there's also, screen. if you talk about like, like people that, that care, so, so you're still not using a webcam, but you kind That's of true. are because you're using, oh, Admiral Baru. yeah, if you're, if you're a virtual cam user, then that can, that can also work to your advantage. There's a lot of people that do like character actor stuff. Yeah. Our next question comes from Accident Child says, what is the best way to really start the networking phase? Reply and share slash reply only works when the others seem to respond. <sighs> this is something that I, I talk about uh, a lot and try to help people with like network at your level. Don't try to yeah. 
don't try to shoot for the stars. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't roll into to, to 100, 200 viewer count stream and just be like, hey, I stream too, because it's yeah. not going to work the way that you think it's going to work. It's going to work in the uh, opposite way. Right. It's going to work. You the come opposite. into my stream uh, and say that stuff. If I see you again, I'm actively going to not watch your stream. Right. Right. But again, like, I'll still take that point and be like, hey, man, like, listen, you might be new. For sure. Like, but but like, that's that's what you need to do. Like, start like I didn't. I started when when I first started streaming and I started, first was in like Super Mario Maker. I looked up to the person that was the two slots above me and was like, "Hey, I want to make friends with that." That person had like 30 people viewing him. I was like, "I want to make friends with that person." Like they're doing yeah. they're doing 5, 10, 15 more people than I am. Like let's let's start networking there. Like start start making your friends Absolutely. because because as you do that, you'll find that your communities will start uh, getting to know each other as well and you'll start growing together. Does that make sense? Like, make make uh, strides to to find uh, people that are also like minded with you. Like, don't don't be like, well, Absolutely. you know, I really I really like uh, this person's setup and everything like that, and I want to be who they are. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, talk to that person. Like, just try to try to find people that that mesh with you. Like, people that that share the same like mindset as you. Don't don't mm-hmm. go like off the deep end. Just try to make friends with everybody because you think that'll be beneficial yeah you know i mean you? judging from the way that you've posed the question as well it kind of sounds like you know you're not reaching out to the right people like maybe mm-hmm. you're reaching out way too high um you know the people that are just way too big and they're not going to respond to every comment that re- they receive or like you know this person that they may not know very well right. um so yeah again back to what lisa says try to find people you know around your size or you know like people that recognize you as well. Like if you mm-hmm. tweeted at me, like and you had a question or a comment, I'd likely to respond because I know you. And I recognize your name. Yeah. Um, so that makes a big difference as well. <laughs> Stop fucking hunter and find smallish viewers. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh. also, also, build familiarity with with those people. Like you can't. Right. You can go in day one and just be like, "Hey, I think we should be friends." Uh, but it it works a lot more when you. Talk to someone like like yeah. day after day, month after month, like you know, like to 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 get to know people. Like I didn't, I I had no idea who Hunter was, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. But I I came to a stream uh, a lot and and got to know right. him and like uh, met him in like person and like you start to build rapport with people that way, like little by little. If if I just like walked up to him and I was just like, hey man, what's going on? Love your stuff, you know. I I I doubt that would get such a response as like getting to actually know someone. We got to think about what, what it's like. On, uh, what's that? Go ahead. No, go okay. Ahead. Um, think about what they get, right? So, like, the bigger the broadcaster, the more often they hear the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And, and if you come in and you say the same thing again, again, you, nothing about that stands out. Nothing about that feels like a relationship. It doesn't feel intimate. You've given them no reason to care about you as opposed to the 10,000 other people who are also trying to network with that bigger broadcaster. Right. It doesn't mean that you can't have a relationship with a larger broadcaster in any way, because at the end of the day, you're still just people, but you're in that particular context, and that context makes it challenging and presents unique challenges at different levels. Um, you know, if, yeah. you, if you like a person's content and you like their broadcast... You have many reasons to be in there. One, entertainment. Two, learning. Learn a lot. Steal all the stuff you can from them, like all the personality stuff and the tricks of the trade that you see them using, whatever it happens to be. 
And while you're at it, you're networking, chatting in there, having conversations. Um, as for the, the question itself about like liking and replying via social media, I assume, um, replying to somebody's tweets, if you don't get a response back, you can expect safely to not get a response back. Replying to a lot of their tweets, yep. get a response back once. Uh, then, you know, six months down the road, maybe they're replying to half of the replies that you put out there, mm -hmm. you know, and then they know you, they, your name is there. They're seeing you come up a lot of uh, often liking is don't, don't like for the sake of networking. I don't, frankly don't do anything for the sake of networking. Yep. Do everything for the sake of, of building relationships and co-forming experiences with people and becoming together on the platform, whether or not that suits you or benefits you. That is the same as networking, ultimately. Yeah. Yep. And I think to that, like, with the whole, like, replying to people, um, if you don't, like, if your responses aren't, you know, stimulating a conversation, like, you're probably not going to get a response either. Yeah, like, that's cool. You're just saying, For like, sure. yeah, yeah, that's cool, or, oh, I like that too. Or it's like, you know, instead be like, oh, how are you liking this game that you're playing? Like, how are you like, Hunter, how are you liking Jurassic World? Like, Hunter's very likely to respond to a tweet like that. Because, like, <laughs> very. <laughs> great game, you know? Like, you need to make sure you're, like, you're actually, like, you know, giving them a, a, something to respond with. Um, and also, I would say, like, especially when you're trying to, you know, get noticed by big streamer senpai, like, tweeting them and being like, hey, check out my stream is... 99% of the time never going to work like something yeah. like that or like tagging, or tagging them, them or something yeah. <laughs> those kind of relationships like like as Hunter was saying like it's hard to foster those relationships because a lot of people want us to raid them or host them and they mm. ask and they want to be noticed the, oh, the best way that that happens is like if that's like let's say maybe like Hunter's responding to your tweet checks out your profile because he recognizes your name and then he's like oh, wow, you stream too. Like, maybe I'll go mm -hmm. check you out. Like, that's kind of like how that happens where that streamer just happens to discover that you've been streaming just from, like, normal interactions. There are several people in the chat right now where I've had that experience with them. I found out they were a streamer through that, that, same, kind of a, that same kind of a thing. Yeah. I believe Kid Rich is, is one of them right there. Mm. That's awesome. And then, people, and then people rating as well. Obviously, yeah. makes it very makes it very obvious that uh, that they're a streamer. <laughs> right. And if they've been a member of your community, then it's like, oh, like I was already friends with you because you were just hanging out in the channel, yeah. and then you didn't, you never self promoted. You just do the thing that you know community broadcasters do, which is raid into other broadcasters. Right. Also, also off of that and off of community, you'll find that if you do like a larger streamer and you become a part of their community, the more you become like the more the more you interact and the more you hang out with that community you're more likely to then be friends with those people which will in turn lead them to also support you right yeah. like like i've i've noticed that quite a bit within my own community there's a like like some of the mods um are, are very interactive with everyone even outside of stream and it leads to their success when they're streaming you know like yeah. that yep like, Becoming becoming part of that helps you, you know, find friends as well. And there's also cross pollination within the community itself. So like, oh, for sure. maybe mm -hmm. in my community, I may not know that you're streaming, but like, you're very likely if you're a regular, you're probably friends with other people in my community, and mm -hmm. like, you guys probably talk, and then you know, you start the stream, and now all of a sudden, like, you know, people from the community are watching you, and it's only a matter of time before I find out that you're gonna, you're streaming from that. So this advice that you're hearing right here is 
like one of the most commonly asked questions about networking and how to network. Yeah. And this, this, what you're hearing right now is like golden, golden advice from, from everyone here. Like this is I how take you it network. Super seriously. This is how you get discovered. And this is the right way to like go about, you know, working with someone or like, you know, getting viewers mm-hmm. in, in a sense, like getting noticed, I should say. Um, my next question comes from Ham, Ham needs you again. Mm-hmm. I'm very laid back and viewers call my place extremely chill no matter the game. Do you have any advice on how a chill laid back person could hype and or show love and appreciation in a way that pops from regular voice, but don't steer away from laid back content? Um, I'm going to read that one. Yeah. yeah. It's like half, it's about halfway through. Um, just, just be, just be relaxed. I guess we're talking about and... like maybe new subs or followers or something. Mm hmm. I mean, you could still do, like, alerts and stuff. It doesn't, like, you know, your alerts don't have to be, like, hype or anything. It can right. be super subtle. Um, you know, maybe something that pops up with, like, so- someone waving or something to, like, you know, greet a new uh, a new follower or something. Um, I guess if you, it says, it kind of seems like you're maybe relying a lot on your voice. Mm. So you want to do something with your voice that, that could be, like, I think showing you can... love. You can channel it into specific segments that are amped up. If you don't want to, and I don't know exactly how to balance it well, but I, I, I very safely assume that you can, that you can do this well. Um, if if in the moment you want to maintain this relaxed vibe for your channel, you can at regular intervals as you see fit or, you know, specifically at the two hour mark into the stream and then the four hour mark have, you know, like, you know, some kind of friggin' party time kind of a thing where it's like now, now's the time to do all the celebrations all at once. And you're going to go like, boom, boom, boom. Hey, thank you for the sub. Uh, we got a $2 tip over here. Somebody cheered. Uh, we got 17 new follows. I'm being very, I'm, this is a, this is a big day. Yeah. 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 This is a huge <laughs> two hours, but you see what I'm saying is like, you know, you can, you can kind of structure it that way. And if you make yeah. it really flexible, then you can still have a really slow day and not feel like you have to like, you know, put on the whole hype thing and, uh, and then celebrate the zero things that happen. Cause that's what, that's everybody. Every single right. streamer has, there has mostly slow times and then occasionally big, exciting ones. So, mm-hmm. you know, find ways to balance those. But I think you can, you can do this in a way that, that still cultivates the, the chill vibe, but has moments of, of excitement that are very specifically curated by you. Right. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, maybe, maybe you don't, but hopefully you have some information or some list of streamers of who, you model after or you know who have a similar vibe as you that you look up to um look at what they're doing um, absolutely i recommend i recommend simcopter one uh, yes oh very, dude simcopter is excellent he's a very Primo. very chill streamer that mm-hmm. has a very chill vibe um so you know if you're looking for for people that to to look up to uh definitely check out his stream uh, absolutely yeah and so i think that'll work really well for your schedule too watching simcopter our next question comes from C. Norris says, how difficult did you find your branding to be? And what sort of steps did you finally, did you take to finally find your brand? I cheated. Yeah. 
Mine's easy. My real name is Hunter Wild. <laughs> okay, going well, with, yeah, all right. That works. The wilderness theme <laughs> seemed a little easy. <laughs> wow, mine she ain't was, up streaming right here. I know, right? Mine was mine was just my uh, my 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 screen name from uh, Xbox Live, you know. And then I was like, oh, well, I can make emotes out of foxes too, and I guess we we just started doing that. I didn't yeah. like. I, I I think branding definitely changes over time, you know, as you as you grow and you evolve and you start to find like new like like the branding that I have now is not the same that I had before because I'm not a Nintendo streamer anymore, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think you I think you find ways to start to to uh, switch up your your vibe and your branding based on what you're you're doing. Is that if that makes sense? Like always try to find ways to improve it as well. Yeah, you know, and like you. Yeah, I think it's definitely like things that you need to think about is like. Okay, does your username mean anything? Like, mm-hmm. your name is C Norris. Are you going for Chuck Norris? Because if so, like, that's a cool he idea. He changed it from be, like, Captain oh, Norris. Norris. He's the captain. Oh. Oh. And now it's just well, the Norris. Now you're Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it rhymes with things. That's good for you. <laughs> he punches. Uh, he punches saw blades or something. I don't. I don't. I don't know. There's a there's a theme there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what kind of games do you play? What kind of vibe do you have? You know, like. Think about like what your channel is about. You know, for me, I recently redid my my branding. It's excellent. Um, and I wanted to thank mm-hmm. you. And mm-hmm. I wanted to go for something that really popped that was, you know, cartoony cuz that's like a design like like graphically appealing to me. But I didn't want to be like too family friendly, so it was kind of like a, a a mix of a lot of things. I wanted to appeal to like both men and women as well. So, um, you know, I guess for me I'm at the level where it's like, okay, like you know, I have to take this seriously. And like, I consulted a bunch of people, but like for the basics and and how to like figure out where to get started. I mean, I didn't just come up with a gesture from nowhere. My community is called the loony bin because loco means crazy. And then it was just a a play on that. And that's been my community name since I've started streaming. So again, just think about like the different aspects of the stream, what kind of theme you're going with. I would Norris. (laughs) I would, I would say, and this is useful in everything, especially, no, especially everything. Um, legitimately research and learn brainstorming tips. Uh, yes. Sit down and brainstorm for branding stuff. And you have to allow yourself to have really bad and dumb and stupid and horrible ideas that you actually write down. You can't wait for perfection. It won't happen. It'll never happen. You'll end up just with nothing. Mm-hmm. Legitimately study brainstorming stuff uh, and, and uh, you know, creative, creative thinking type, type things, but especially brainstorming and sit down and try and just see what flows. Uh, you know, write down your name, do word association. Uh, and what kinds of things come from that? What kinds of things are related to it? likelihood is you do this a couple of times, you're going to end up with something that people are like, yo, where'd you come up with that to you? That's really cool. And you're like, oh, here's the explanation. Like, dang, that's real. That's brilliant. That's how did you come up with that? Boom. Great branding right there. Mm. Whatever it is, we'll pretend. And sometimes it'll just come like, it'll just come to you. Like sometimes it can just, you're just streaming. Like maybe you have some viewers and like something, some joke that gets said or something happens and all of a sudden it's like this is it like this is my channel like <laughs> my channel revolves Got around it. like 
being bad at games, and now I'm gonna go full force with that. So sometimes, yeah, dive in full throttle with it and and let it come to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Our next question comes from one more, one more bid. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I wasn't sure if you were done yet. Um, (laughs) Try to make the branding something that you're not really likely to fall out of favor with, right? So like mm. something that's tied to a meme that's happening this year, that's great. Everybody's going to recognize it. Two years from now, you know, somebody's going to come in and go like, oh, hey, it's like that meme and everybody else is going to be completely clueless. Try to not make it something that's that's inherently temporary or much like you would consider a tattoo, though not to the same degree because you can always rebrand. Um, you know, don't, don't, don't do something that's not gonna, that, that could have zero meaning to you, you know, a couple of months from now, because you, you don't want to find yourself in the position that a lot of people actually do, which is rebrand after rebrand after rebrand. And then they have no core identity. Right. So you're saying that I shouldn't rename my channel to Harambe 2525. <laughs> yes. I was, I, you know, <laughs> I thought oh, that could have been good, I was, but I was checking. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Our next question is from Burger Billy says, it's very easy to get into a rut of doing the same thing over and over, regardless of the game you're streaming. What are some ways of keeping your content fresh while also keeping your community on board and engaged? Um, find, find ways to get yourself excited about your stream and, and find ways to drive people towards like if you if you've been at this long enough you'll realize that a lot of streaming comes from getting people excited about events like going on in your stream my thing right like so drive people towards that next thing you know like if you're going to start streaming x new game start a week out because you already you know that you're going to stream that right so start a week out and say hey coming up next week we're going to be doing this you guys better get ready because we're going to do all sorts of stuff for it uh, uh, you know, and, and, and lay out like exactly the, the identity of that day and what's, what's going to be happening and just keep people engaged, keep people excited about, about your content and what's going to be going on with it. If you're having a month where you're going to do like, you know, I'm going to play through all the old Mario's like, (laughs) you know, put that on, put that on social media, like get people excited for it. Give your community purpose, Mm -hmm. which I think is what the events do. They make a really easy thing to anchor your community around and say, Hey, here's something to look forward to instead of, Hey, here's another stream that hopefully yeah. you enjoy because right. you did enjoy yesterday's stream, right? It's really easy to get stuck in that rut of just, and it's really important that you, that you actually just hit the start button, right. And, and just start streaming, but you also need to cultivate and, and curate a stream that does something more obvious, obviously, but what right. that, what that is, is going to be personal for sure. Um, but, but, purpose. I think that's the, I think that's the, that's the one right there. And it can be unique. It can be something that nobody else has done before. It can be the same thing that other people are doing as long as people feel connected to a continuing thread of the community and the stream. That's right. not just showing up and hopefully having a good time. Yeah. And some for event ideas, you know, you can do, um, you know, subathons or 12 hour streams, 24 hour streams, charity streams, yeah. Yeah. you know, community days or, you know, like telltale, like you chat chooses the decision games or something or like a, a day where you're doing a lot of giveaways or something. Talk show, uh, like talk parties, shows. drinking yeah. streams. 
I, yeah. I, I personally, during like subathons or charity streams, I always try to work within those incentives and make incentive streams because that like not only are you building up the hype for that day, but then you get to utilize those streams weeks later and say like, hey, we've got more events that have been born out of this one yeah, event. Definitely. So like it, it just helps like planting those seeds and helps giving you content that you can hype up. And it can give you testing, a testing ground too. Like if it's something that you maybe want to do more regularly, that first right. time in, if it doesn't work out, uh, you know, depending on why you can go like, oh, I'm going to refine this or, oh, that failure gave me an idea for something else that I really want to do too. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff there. Don't, don't, be a, don't be afraid to experiment once. You're not killing your channel because you did something that people didn't really like all that much that one time for three hours, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's also important to like, you know, gauge your audience when you try something like you know i recently did a cooking stream for the first time and after i did the cooking stream we had like a feedback session where it's like okay guys we just did this what did you like Mm -hmm. what did you like how can i improve like you know how often would you like this kind of stuff and you get a really good you know temperature of how everyone's feeling um so if you're you're, if you're you know trying new things don't, don't be afraid to 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 ask you know your viewers what they what they think about it too for yeah, sure. they're professional viewers. They <laughs> they they know what they like more than you do. Right, right. Now that being said, they may not know what's best for you. <laughs> Absolutely that's gonna true. Be, <laughs> that's going to be ultimately your decision. You uh-huh. Very rarely ask or rely on your chat to make your decisions on your stream or your game choices. But um, sure. I still think like you know their feedback is important. Yes. Our next question comes from Adenomic says, so as a newest viewer, a newest streamer looking to grow, do you have any tips on game choice? I'm talking around a five to 10 viewer streamer. As a variety streamer, are we best off focusing on one game and splitting off to another game a day or two a week or just play whatever we want, but not oversaturated games? I don't think there's a best. I don't think best exists there. No. Um, I would say some, some, I would, I would, again, rely on the internet for resources to help you in your venture. If you are trying to uh, find a way, like if you're, if you're heavily trying to find ways to grow your stream, uh, go to uh, websites like Sullynome that will yeah. give you detailed breakdowns of how that game performs on Twitch over a long period of time and see like it... it, it Sullynome is ingenious. It shows you time slots. It shows you when that game is most prominent. Like it's it's huge, uh, and you can use that and start to tailor your hours and your content uh, around that if you're really looking to push and grow in a certain game category. Mm-hmm. My general uh, advice is always uh, semi hyped indie titles for mm-hmm. for overall uh, variety growth. Um, if if you're uh, I. I would never advise somebody to pick uh, a single game stream um, in order to grow in the same way that I would never advise somebody to pick variety in order to grow. These things, I think that that all of that needs to be tailored to you because some people burn out really easily on single games and you don't want to be like a month into your one game stream and not be having a good time anymore. Nobody's going to watch that. It's inherently problematic to make that the choice in order to attempt to grow because it could be, it could be bad for you. The same thing with, with variety. Like maybe you need to sit on a game for two months sometimes because that's your personality. You get obsessed with the games and you're going to play the division nonstop and you don't want to play anything else. And you're going to be bored when you're playing other games and you need to sit on them. 
maybe that's maybe that's the way that you work. Pick something that definitely works for you. Your enjoyment of the games makes a big big difference. That being said, for raw growth by itself, if you're doing variety, semi-hyped indie titles are bread and butter. Uh, okay. If you're going to pick a AAA title, um, you know, do it. At, always just be checking the directory. Always check directory. ACD. Uh, <laughs> ACD. Yeah. Always yeah. check directory. Yeah, and and look at uh, you know try and try and see how it how it performs at different times of the day uh, that are you know maybe oriented around when you stream. Like before you stream, is there a big streamer streaming it? That that kind of thing. Do they get off yeah. the stream an hour in because then some of those people are going to trickle down to you eventually. You know, things like right. things like that. Yeah. Um, and I would say like to that as well, like being pure variety is difficult to grow yeah. in if you're jumping around too much. Um, but I always recommend if you like a variety of games, but you're trying to grow, I think like a good medium is like maybe selecting a genre of games or like, yeah. you know, yes. like a like a certain types of games that you're interested in that you can like spread out. Like maybe it's RPGs, maybe it's battle royale type games. Um, you know that. So you're playing different games, but you're, you're more likely to get some of those viewers to come back. Mm -hmm. Right. If you go from a, a shooter, like a hardcore super gore shooter to a puzzle platformer, that's like cutesy and pretty music. I, you have to have like really dedicated people in the channel to stick from the one to the next. If somebody finds you in the one, the likelihood of them sticking around for the next one, right? It becomes, you can see why that one, that's a weird one. Right. And it's also like, you know, to build loyalty, like as a streamer for your, for your viewers to become loyal, they are not going to just be instantly attached to what you play every single day right off mm -hmm. the bat. If they find you one day and you're playing this game, they probably want to see you play that game for a couple more days. So if you're jumping around day to day with different games, you're not really going to gain any, any viewers loyalty and dedication. Um, you got to like winning people over can take time and take several yeah. streams. Oh, for sure. So the more that you stream like the same game in a row, you know, they're likely to come back for the next one, especially if you're consistent and streaming at the same time every day. That's a big if you're one. Streaming at the same time, you're streaming yes. at the same day or the same game. They're likely to come back day two. And then they start to warm up to you a little bit. Maybe they're talking a little bit more. You know, you gotta like hook your viewers in. And if you're just bouncing around, you're you're not gonna really hook anybody. Yeah. Let's see. Our next question comes from, let's see, uh, Covert. Covert says, I recently started doing hybrid streams where I switch games midway. Mm -hmm. In the process, one of the other games has resulted in solid numbers and support. Now I'm not sure what I should do. Should I just stick to those two games and grow my community on there for X amount of time before I experiment more? Or should I just ignore the success there and continue to introduce new titles weekly? This is this is hard because it I guess it really depends on the game category because if you're trying to if you're using that game to grow your stream but that not, that's not necessarily going to define your content later down the road you know what I mean like if you're if you're like well I found some success with Destiny 2 but I'm not always going to be playing shooters I'm going to go back to to Pokemon and everything in a couple months I think that can be detrimental to the community that you tried to grow in that area. If that makes this sense, is exactly what I was going to say. Like you'll you'll find you'll find people there that will stick around and they'll hang out with you. But on the whole, think about how that game works for your overall like uh, core identity. As, as I totally think it comes back to vision. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like, what figure, you're figure out how that works. You know, yep. like I'm, I'm, I'm Nintendo, but I also play variety. So I want to find things that align with that, that platform feel with the, with the, the, the ways that Nintendo works. I'm not gonna, I have before I've, I've tried like, you know, dead by daylight and things like that, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna do what you think it's gonna do. Like try to think, find things that align with your personal brand. It, I, like yeah. even the the growth can be oh so sweet, but realize that uh, realize realize there's people. I saw this I saw this phenomenon a couple of months ago. There was uh, someone that when Monster Hunter World first came out, they started streaming it regularly and just grinding to the top. And um, at, at at one point at peak, they were at 500, 600 viewers. Um, <laughs> And then they went back to their regular content and they are back down in double digits. Like that's, that's just, that's just how that happens. Oof. You know, that is, that is, that is the ebb and flow of a community. That's spiritual pain. Right. There. And that's, that's rough, right? Like uh, that, that I'm hurting rough. for them. <laughs> right. But that's, that's how it happens. You know, I've seen it. Happen- abs- I've seen it a lot. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen in the Dark Souls 2 directory. I remember when Dark Souls 2 was, was big and there were a lot of people that were getting triple digits and and now those same people, if they tried to still go back and like even do Dark Souls two or do other things, the either the interest is not there or the the community has moved on. Like and some yeah. of it, you can't you can't predict. Um, so you know it could that whole Monster Hunter thing that it could have worked out great, right? It didn't, and the lack of control there makes it problematic. So it's like you know the backup plans upon the backup plans. We go back to that one. The redundancies for your. For your plans and stuff, the numbers can be can be great. Is it consistent with your vision? Because growing your, uh, for instance, I, I was we and we all know this. Growing your follower count doesn't inherently benefit the stream at all. If you have you know two hundred followers and one hundred fifty people watching your channel every day, I, that's wonderful. You know, yeah. like if you have three hundred thousand followers and you have you know eighty people watching your stream, that you know something something is 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 a skew there. Mm-hmm. Could we have done things differently? It gets you to question a lot. Um, so do the metrics translate into the things that benefit your stream ultimately? Because 600 viewers today does not necessarily mean that your stream is going to be successful a year from now. Right. Craft a vision for your stream so that you can keep yourself on track for what that is and always guide yourself back into it if you feel like you're diverting, diverging too much because we all love chasing the metrics. We see those numbers and they taste oh so sweet mm-hmm. until they turn bitter sour and kill you. Because what, what those numbers turn into is, hey, when are you playing this again? Yeah, hey, oh God, yeah. Oh you're, oh, you're not playing that? All right, bye. Like, yeah. that's, that's yeah. what that turns into. And you just, I don't know, you, you trying, trying to work for some short-term goal to, to have it end up in the long-term mean nothing is, it's, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, it definitely it, it hurts. And so it seems like from your question, you're ha- you have two games right now that you're splitting your streams with that are both doing really well for you. So you know, and you're asking like, okay, should that second game be changed? Well, if you're still enjoying that game and it's still doing well for you, how about try switching that first game that you normally start with? Like, yeah, it's gonna be a little bit rougher because you're starting off with a game that like you know you don't usually play. Uh, and you're switching out maybe your main game, but like you definitely have that flexibility now where it's like, okay, maybe you can switch your anchor for a little bit and switch to that 
whatever game is new that's doing well that you're enjoying still like maybe tr- change that make that your anchor and you know maybe try to experiment so if, if you're still doing like you know split streams like yeah i mean you know why not like split it with something else like, i think the mix and match idea is, is a great idea that way you yeah, don't yeah. end up in the situation where you only have a community oriented around the one thing for sure yeah it's it's it can be t- hard to gauge like when to tap out of a community like i yeah made that mistake before where you know i have a very community-based stream where they expect variety like if i stick to a game for too long like they start Mm -hmm. to tap out yeah and you know i got really addicted to dead by daylight and there was like dead by daylight has a very strong community even to the states like people who are dead by daylight streamers get really good numbers Mm -hmm. um and you know with my addiction i was doing really well and you know i was getting a lot of growth and but I noticed like my regulars like weren't around as much mm-hmm. and that growth oh, ends up only being beneficial yep. because people that like watch that game, typically it's really hard to pull those people into other games. Like yeah. definitely had some people right. come over to the variety side, but like those type of games, like people just want to watch that game. They, they won't watch anything else. So just also careful, pro tip, like, have a pet. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> people have pets. <laughs> Um, let's see. That's, that was a good question though. Gladys, uh, Gladys Alter or Adder, Gladys Adder, I hope I said that right, mm-hmm. uh, says small streamers tend to be very uptight about chat mentioning other streamers, even suggesting that the two streamers might do it well. Do you think these streamers are wrong to disallow discussion of other streamers? There's a lot of, there's a lot going on there. Um, I, you guys take this. I think for a second. I, yeah. I, I personally think like make the rules whatever you want, mm-hmm. like whatever's comfortable for you. If you don't want people talking about the streamers, like that's your channel. Like make the rules how you want. Um, there's not really, a, I don't think there's a right or wrong way. I think as a viewer, if you if like the like if you're super stringent and like I don't know if you like react, you're like stop doing that or something. <laughs> then like you know that can be like whoa okay so. But it's like. If you have a rule and it's like, please don't talk about the streamers and someone's doing, breaking the rule, like, that's that's your rule and that's totally fair. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's disrespectful and, you know, viewers not don't, you know, they come from a good place and they don't really realize that most of the time if they mm-hmm. mention other streamers. Uh, so just politely be like, hey, guys, like, you know, please, please, please don't talk I, about the streamers. You have to, you have to treat every day of streaming like you are walking into... And I don't, I don't mean this in a negative way, but you like you are walking into a room of fresh, brand new humans. Like people don't ah that freshly baked human right, smell. Right, like <laughs> people, you cannot just assume that everyone should know exactly what you're thinking. Yes, you can't, you can't assume that this person knows anything about how Twitch works whatsoever. Because when you do, the only thing you you really end up doing is making yourself angry about that. Right, like irritating yourself. Because they they don't know well most of the time uh, that those things come from a good place. Those things yeah. come from they they are just excited about you. They're excited about their other friend. They want to see both you guys play together. You know they don't they don't know like the the tips and the etiquette and uh, how how all of that works. So yeah. it's 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 not coming from a place of maliciousness on their part. It just it's something that you kind of need to, to figure out how you feel about it, I guess. 
Like how, yeah. how you want to deal with those things like locally. I, I don't think that this is a uniquely small streamer problem. Like it was posed in the question, small streamers tend to be very yeah. uptight about chat mentioning other streamers. Mm-hmm. I feel like there, a lot of that is context. Um, in my channel, I, I never mind anybody, another streamer's name showing up. Uh, what I do mind is a couple of things that are kind of etiquette based that to Lisa's point is the, the something that not all people are going to understand at all times. Don't tell me who to raid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going to flip out if you're like, Hey, go raid this person, but it's, it's, it's uncouth. Right. Um, don't make a suggestion for me to stream with somebody else. If you do it, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to rail. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to rant at you or anything. Uh, it makes sense. You're like, Hey, I want to see these two people together. That's, that's, that's fantastic. I would never expect somebody to know not to mention that I should stream with somebody else. Like that's completely unrealistic for me to assume that people should, that people are going to know that about my personal preferences. Um, but it, it does put people in an awkward position with things like that, where it's like, then if I don't want to, for any reason, like maybe we don't get along. Do I explain that? Uh, maybe I don't do multi, this is the reality with me is I really don't do multi streams very often at all when playing games, this kind of stuff is entirely different. Um, so do I, do I then have to go into an explanation about how I don't multi-stream? Well, what happens the one time I do multi-stream because I'm on a stream team and we do that sometimes. Then they're like, hey, will you stream with it? You know, it's it just it's all this stuff that the viewer is not going to know. Um, so it can be as simple as, as uh, oh, I prefer if you don't do this. Uh, it's, just, it's just my own thing. No big deal. And they can move on. Uh, you don't necessarily yeah. have, to, have to go into a whole in-depth explanation about it. And I definitely don't think that it's unique to small streamers at all. Um, it's yeah. just different broadcasters run their stuff differently, and there are way more small streamers than otherwise. So you may be, you may see it more like more frequently, for sure, because that's who you watch more often. There's just way more of them. Yeah. So I think like the the too lazy didn't listen point of that is make the rules in your chat however you want to. Like it's totally okay if you don't want people talking yep. about that. And if you have to address it on stream, just be polite about it. Like, don't yep. don't flip out because that just looks bad. Yeah. Um, our next question comes from Indiana. Don't know who this is. Random <laughs> person. A, a state, right? Yeah, I think okay. so. Or a city or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, how do you have the uncomfortable conversations with mods not stepping up to the plate? Mm-hmm. Um, especially those who may be your friends. That's a tough one. Um, yeah. I, yeah, for me, it's always like like start from a point of kindness, and you know, don't assume that you know what's going on in their lives and why they're being the way that they are. Right. But yeah. always keep in mind that you actually have specific needs for your channel, and those have to be met by mods. And if that person can't do it for any reason, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the reason is. Then that then you take it to the to the next step of i i love you but this one specific role you're just not you're not cutting it for what for what i need and you can put that in kind terms um yeah. that you know sort of sort of does that does that job broaching the subject i think it really just has to be kind of direct you know write it out in a separate document don't start writing it out in discord or twitter dms or whatever mm-hmm. write it out in a separate document so you can come back to it don't get too angry, you know, set it, set it over there when you're really angry, come back and two hours later and go like, you have calmed down. Let's revisit what I, what I wrote, uh, you know, and kind of piecemeal yeah. it out there. It's oh. a, 
it's definitely an interesting situation because, you know, on one hand, like, being a mod is, like, completely usually volunteer. Like, you're not paying your mods. They're doing it on their, yeah. you know, free time. Uh, maybe they're balancing work and life and stuff like that. But on the other hand, you know, they did volunteer for this, right? It's like, this is something that's a commitment. So, you know, it's it's important to obviously be nice about it. You know, you're not their boss. You know, you don't have the right to demand anything. But it's then it's like, okay, like, you know, you did you did ask to do this, and I do need more help. Um, if you can't commit to it, like, let me know. It's totally cool. Like, you know, but I, I need to know so I can find more help if, if need be. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that with that underlying point. No, Lucifox, you got a thing. I was, I was going to say, and that's the biggest thing is like you you need people there to 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 help you. You need those moderators, right, to help drive that conversation. Actually, and you actually need that. And it's unfair for you to expect something out of someone that is not able to do that for you. And it's sure. not just unfair to them. It's unfair to you, too, for your personal mental stability, because this is this is what you want to do, whether it's your hobby or job you need to communicate that with them because if you let it build up, then it becomes a point of hostility and it breaks down that friendship. It's much better yeah. to, to do this as soon as possible and have that conversation yeah. because communication is it's what we do every day. It's part of being a streamer. Communication is key. And if you can't have that point of communication with a friend and a fellow mod, then it's going to be more difficult for you in your streaming life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a, I have a document uh, that's been refined a couple of times. I wrote it up before I did my very first stream mm-hmm. for what I need from mods, what I expect, some guidelines. Um, and anybody who wanted to be a mod would basically be signing up for that. Can't do it. You saw it ahead of time. That's okay. Cause I'm not paying you. If you gotta, if you gotta go, you gotta go. I'm not gonna be mad at you for that. It is literally volunteer work and you get very little credit. In fact, you get chastised more than anybody in chat. Uh, and you have to, you're, you're like a, a shield and a sword and a comedian and a tech guru and the command guy and all mm-hmm. the stuff at once. Yeah. It's really stressful and it's unrewarding and I get it. But at the same time, those are the expectations. If you want it, sign up for that. You can't handle that. Very well, fine. We'll still be the greatest of friends just without the sword. That's right. totally yes. okay. Right. Because them's the rules. Yeah. That's that's the cut. If you handle handle things in like a respectful manner, like there should be no hard feelings if like, you know, if you need to have them step down or something, like if they can't commit. Like so yeah, just talk to them, be reasonable and, and, and don't like like take it in like private DMs, like don't like blast through the Discord, like the mod chat and be like Hey, this person, like, I'm calling you out in front of everybody. Like, this is going to be uncomfortable. Like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, like, no, you know, for just sure. Talk to them in private. Like, you know, amigo, amigo. Mm. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> okay. So, next question comes from Jay Kramer 470 says, when starting out, what type of content do you suggest, as in play one game for a very long time or can variety gaming work also? I think we kind of answered this right Yeah, yeah we, we kind of touched on this. I feel like we covered that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, Jay Kramer. Hopefully we, we already answered your question sufficiently. You can always go back and watch the VOD too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, our next question comes from Killing Ree. says, how much importance do you think it is to have a dedicated streaming PC? Not important at all. Nope, not at all. <laughs> it entirely depends on your, you know, on your, on your specs. Like mm. you... 
like, I think, like, Lyric has, like, a one PC setup. Now it's, like, a $10,000 PC, but, um, you know, it, it definitely... Yeah, it's, like, tr- triple 1080 Ti's <laughs> and stuff. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. It depends on also what games you're playing, too. Like, a yeah. Hearthstone streamer is not going to need a second PC for streaming. Right. Simcopter. Don't, uh, don't play Subnautica a, yeah. on highest settings like I did and crash your computer. <laughs> the point of a two PC setup is because, you know, you're... Or at least how it used to be is like OBS used to take up a ton of CPU, like 30, 40%. Nowadays, it's a lot better with OBS Studio. There's also like cloud based services. The cloud based services like, that offload it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got Lightstream, um, you've got Slobs and Bebo that are, you know, still in development that could drastically lower your CPU. Um, so it's, it's really becoming less and less necessary for a two PC setup. It's it's very expensive to do that. Like you're literally buying a second PC, right? Um, yeah. If you're going to build out a second PC, what is actually holding you back from upgrading your current PC? You know, for the money, right? Why? Like, what's the actual purpose in that choice? I have a reason for mine, um, but it's not necessary at all. I would be satisfied with having a a beefy single rig. It could it could be done, and I would be able to do it, and then I wouldn't have nearly the problems I do with audio. Hey, yeah, each each setup does definitely has its like you know pros yes. and cons and its, yes. its own unique Absolutely. issues. Um, but again, with how the streaming tools are, you know, getting better at like using less CPU, it's it's becoming less necessary. Mm. Um, now, if you're playing like you know, if you want to stream at sixty FPS, ten eighty P, you're you know, running like, you know, like super, like you, you, you're playing shooters or first person shooters, like, you know, that need a high frame rate. And like, you want to visually show that, like, you know, that's the more intense it is on your computer, like the better specs you're going to need. So yeah. just keep that in mind True. too. It depends on what you're streaming. Next question from Neuropilot. Could you use a AI cyborg to stream for you? No, it's actually against the US. Yeah. Wait, what Cyborg is human with tech yeah, attitude. If you're, talking about, if you're talking about AI, then... Well, unless it, you're the... What is the... What is the, What was the C.C or whatever it was? The little... The computers that talk to each other? If you're that stream, mm-hmm. I guess, maybe. Yeah. Uh, well... Wait, but so what's against COS? So I'm not... I'm not... Uh, I know that there have been some rewrites, but there has to be interaction mm-hmm. between the... Between something on the stream and and what you're seeing or hearing and chat somewhere somewhere in there so like you could be showing stuff and typing to chat and that would technically be okay i think um what you can do so this is stemming from like you can't watch people sleep like there's a person on camera uh but if they're not interacting at all uh within I, i don't think that there are specific guidelines for this but it's generally assumed to be 30 minutes once every 30 minutes you got to come on camera you got to say something you got to type in chat you got to do something that is actually you engaging and sort of like verifiable you instead of like a bot on your account that's actually talking or whatever because right. uh, they what they don't want is this is all speculative what they don't want is for twitch to be overrun by bots managing channels to try and you know get to the point where they're just scooping up ad revenue from you know affiliate ship or whatever it happens to be without any but any humans doing right. any of the work and actually generating content so as as an avoidance thing 
And they did add, like, when streamers taking a break. Like, that would be fine. If you're just oh, yeah, taking, like, absolutely. 10, 15 minute break, like, I mean, you don't have to have content going all the time. No. So, I guess during breaks, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing that says that you can't have some bot interacting in some form or fashion at any time in the stream, for sure. Just yeah. as long as y- you engage with the channel. <laughs> right. Uh, Dark Salt asks, I just started streaming and I monologue myself while playing and interact with chat uh, when my viewers are chatting, but I still feel like my stream isn't too interesting. What can I do to make it better? I feel like I'm going to say, like... Be here tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern time yeah. for the stream, Doctor, because I can actually take a look at your channel and your VODs and, like, try to give you suggestions that are personalized. Um, But, I mean, I don't know. Like, try to do things that are, like, different, like, than just, like, gameplay and talking. Like, you know, like, special events that we talked about or, mm-hmm. you know, cool, unique interactions. Like, maybe someone can, like, acquire a currency by being in the stream and then they can use that currency to like you know like a soundboard or you know something that pops up on stream or something you know like some way to interact with the chat too for sure it's just um, have have things for people yeah absolutely gambling and things like i've got currency in my channel that does nothing whatsoever but people still could gamble with it every single day well there, like, there's yeah that's definitely true like uh there's also the factor of you could be wrong it could be really interesting. You could just be wrong about thinking that it's not. Go back and watch your VOD and make sure that you're, you know, looking at it in a very sort of honest fashion. You can, you know, read the chat at the same time as you're watching the VOD because fortunately they allow you to do that now. Yeah. You can see how a lot of this stuff works. And honestly, just role play yourself as a viewer um, and see what that feels like. See if it's the kind of place you'd like to speak up and chat. See if it's actually as entertaining as you hope that it is. Um, don't be personally hard on yourself because you, you know, we all have self-esteem issues and are, and can critique ourselves way too much when it comes to what our content does for sure, uh, how, how we perform. Yeah. And I would also say, um, you know, we do encourage you to be always talking, right? Like that's very important. If someone comes in, you're not talking, they're very likely, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) they're always, they're likely going to leave. But that doesn't mean, like, you should just fill up with, like, just nonsense just to talk. Um, like, if you're just like, you know, hey, guys, how's it going today? I made, you know, toast with avocado and, you know, I can't buy a house now. And, uh, you know, I tied my shoes and I went to the store and, you know, mailed some bread to people. Like, Yeah, okay, the classic kind of bread mailing streamer. Mm, always good. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're just kind of like, just like, okay, I'm doing this now. Like, just because you're talking, that doesn't mean like you're actually interesting. Like, you're just like talking and you're not really, you're just talking for the sake of talking, right? Like, you're not actually doing anything. So, right. look or, at your VOD. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, or on the other hand, maybe you are very engaging and and just realize, I guess, that chat interaction does not equal um, overall, like, viewer um um, happiness, if that makes sense. Like sometimes people just want to lurk and listen to what you have to say. Like maybe they don't want to speak up at all. You know, they just they are they're completely fine with just watching what you're doing and listening yeah, to your monologue. You know, yeah, that's and that's a huge if you're thing a smaller well. streamer. You know, discoverability is very low. Like it may be that you're just not getting enough 
you know, faces in the door to, mm-hmm. you know, keep you over or something. Um, but yeah, if you want something more specific, definitely be here tomorrow for the streams, uh, the stream doctor, and uh, I can take a look at your stream. Um, also, you can ask in our Discord too. We have like a feedback section. You can be like, hey guys, like anybody want to review my VOD and like, you know, give me some advice. Like, you know, you can ask in the Discord as well. I want to. I want to go. I just. I'm always going to plug vision on this one. What what is what is your actual vision for your stream? Because I think you, every nobody is harmed by having a vision for their stream. Everybody's always benefited from by having a vision for their stream. And if you know what you want your stream to become, then you can sort of map out ways that you get there. And maybe you're not the perfect streamer today, but you can see sort of what that would look like and and try to get there. And instead of having to question what you're doing every day. Uh, and going like, well, I didn't see enough chat interaction today, or, oh, it didn't feel really interesting and engaging today. You can weather those little mini rain showers when you know that you're getting to that final goal. You don't have to go day by day trying to you know, survive, trying to just keep your head above water. You can go like, that's the final, that's the finish line. Today, I tripped a little bit, and maybe it just wasn't good enough. And tomorrow, hopefully it will be better, maybe not still heading toward that thing, still trying to fix the things that get me there, add the things in that get me there and make it the stream that I want. Yeah. Let's see. It looks like uh, we have one more question from Exaltarius says, uh, if you're just starting and only have one monitor, what would you recommend be the best way to interact with your community until you can upgrade? Do you have a phone? Do you have a tablet? Phone or tablet. Use Everyone's other, phone. yeah. Use use other pieces of technology that you can you can try to go off of to interact. Like I, 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 I think I had mo- one monitor when I started, and I would either have everything uh, downsized so that I could work off of like different always chat window, the the largest obviously, but have have certain programs downsized so you can you can see things, or of course, yeah, work off of the iPad. Like try to f- expand your space in the way that you can. I started with one monitor and a, and a tablet. I just had the tablet like right under the monitor. And so I'd be like looking at it, it's like right below the camera. So it's like really close. It's kind of the same thing that I'm doing here. I can see Loco over here and who's a Fox over here. And it's like cameras right in between. It makes it really easy that your orientation is more toward the camera. And then they can see the game it can make it really easy and breezy phone, maybe a little problematic, but still gets the job done. Yeah, for sure. Looks like and monitors can be really cheap. Looks like in chat, uh, Killing suggests I use Restream chat overlay in window borderless. It works nicely for most games. Overlay, nice. Yeah. I, I was thinking, like, I was like, I feel like I've I've heard something like that where it's like integrated. So I didn't know it was Restream. So that's that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Casper says, you know, he uses bordered or windowed mode for gaming. So you can, you know. Especially if you're playing a game like Isaac or something that's like a you know indie little platformer game or something, you can make it smaller and you know get your chat on your monitor or something. It's not the like the most ideal setup, but you know you gotta you gotta work with what you got. But yeah. like most people have a phone, like yeah, it's kind of inconvenient to like look off your phone. Um, but like if you're a new streamer, you're you know you're probably not having like your chat flooded anyway, so it would be easy to catch messages. Sure. Um, you can definitely probably get like a a little stand for your phone for cheap or like set it up against your monitor. Like I can literally like just waste mine against my monitor right now, probably. Um, so yeah, hopefully that helps. Um, 
So yeah, that's going to do it for us for the session, guys. Uh, this has been a great Q&A session. We really appreciate all your guys' questions. Um, if you guys have any more questions, A, feel free to tweet any of us. We'll be more than happy to help you. We'll do our social media shouts in just a minute. Um, so we're more than happy to continue on anything we've spoken about, both on Twitter and in our Twitch streams. Uh, we also have a, a uh, streamer square Discord that you guys are more than welcome to join. Uh, if you guys want to ask questions, there's it's literally a giant community of streamers, so you can ask each other questions and get some some help from other people too. Um, Lucid, first of all, thank you so much for joining us. Of course, we really appreciate always a pleasure. Thank you, Tan. Fantastic um, as always. It's, <laughs> appreciate you've you been guys. great. Like I think we've been on like on the same page about everything today, which has been kind of interesting. Um, Lucid, where can we find you, and what are you streaming? Man, I am uh, Lucid Fox on Twitter, uh, Lucid Fox Gaming on Instagram, and uh, both of those places you can find food pictures and memes. Uh, I'm also uh, twitch.tv slash Lucid Fox. Uh, that is where I'm kicking it seven days a week, 8 a.m. every single morning, uh, playing a variety of different games. Mostly, Look at that consistency. Uh, yeah, man. Like uh, a lot of, lot of different uh, things. Right now I'm working on uh, Jurassic Park Evolution. We got tennis coming on Friday, so I'm gonna go hard in the paint and mm -hmm. racket some people up. You know, just something different every day. Got a drag stream on Saturday. Nice, nice. yeah, dude. But yeah, just doing my thing. That's be fun. Mm -hmm. Hunter, <sighs> I am. This is the first day in a week that I have not streamed 12 hours. Yeah. On yeah. Jurassic not, not yet. Evolution. <laughs> not yet, Hunter. I mean, you have the sword, right? Mm -hmm. You're still playing yeah. today. Uh, what's that? You're still playing Jurassic World today? I will still be playing Jurassic World today, and I think yes, tomorrow sir. we're starting in on another 12 hours a day of Darkest Dungeon. Ooh, that's uh, right. It come, DLC comes out. The DLC comes yeah, out tomorrow. The, the, our launch events, man. It's, uh, you know, going back to some of the stuff that we talked about. You guys can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash thehunterwild uh, and you can hit the follow button to show up there whenever the hell you want. Do a lot of streaming uh, a lot of times and it's a fully variety. As variety as you can get, it's everything all the time. I, I play eight games at once, simultaneously, <laughs> constantly. It's crazy. Hunter has on Twitter at the Hunter Wild TV. <laughs> That's No, I've got 18 now. I upgrade. I didn't think I told you about okay. that one. <laughs> uh, oh, and Instagram on at the Hunter Wild, but there's a TV at the end on Twitter. Go follow on Twitter. I'm almost at ten thousand Twitter followers. Ooh. Maybe you could get it there. Do the thing. And what about you, Loco? Okay. What you got? Um. Well, I also stream. Believe it or not, uh, I'm variety as well. So today we played a game called Death Garden, which is like oh, kind of yeah. like Dead so, by it's Daylight. It's so fun, man. It is really fun. I yeah. liked it a lot. Um. Been doing Jurassic World. I mean, I kind of, I really want to start doing Darkest Dungeon to run. I didn't realize it was coming out tomorrow. Yeah, I, I had to fit either. that in. I thought it came out in July for some reason. I know. I saw the launch trailer and I was like, oh, this is going to be cool like next month or something. Oh. Uh, it says uh, Thanks, uh, 20 hours, June 19th. Wow. Thanks for informing I, my content for this week. I'm yeah. definitely <laughs> tempted to do another Darkest Dungeon run. Oh, I've never actually even completed a run. Dude, things, things just... ended badly in Crimson Court for me. Everybody, <laughs> everybody was sick. I just, I didn't it's know what to tough. do anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this one will be tough as nails too, but God, I love me some like HP Lovecraft illusions. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. such a good game. I'm excited for that. So, yeah, anyways, you can find me at twitch.tv slash loco, twitter.com slash loco2525. Uh, and I also run Streamer Square, so if you guys enjoy this content, definitely check out our website. Follow us on Twitter if you guys want updates about, you know, the shows that we're doing here and, uh, you know, anything streamer related. We usually are pretty up to date with, like, the latest news and stuff, all in one convenient spot for you. Uh, mm-hmm. And join our Discord. Like I said, if you guys want to, you know, talk to other streamers or if you want to find, like, artists, we have a bunch of artists on hand that, you know, have commissions open. So if you're trying to get some new emotes or something, uh, we we have a ton of resources for you. So Honestly, if you're a streamer them. and you want to be better, that's a place to do it. A lot of, lot of free, awesome resources for you guys. So um, we are not going to be here next week on the stream scene. There will not be an episode because I am going on vacation. Take yes! a break. Extended weekend hype. Um, Freedom! I will be here tomorrow, guys, at 4 p.m. Eastern time for the stream, Doctor. So if you want some personalized feedback, you want me to look at your stream and give you direct feedback, definitely make sure to come to that. That's going to be tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern time, um, over here at twitch.tv slash streamersquare. So thank you guys so much for watching. It's been a fantastic episode. We really enjoyed it. And we'll definitely, we have to do like this like once every month because there's so many questions. Yeah, there's a lot. And... It's it's a ton of fun uh, to to like directly answer what's been bugging you guys. So thank you guys for asking your questions. It's, it's you guys have asked some great questions, and we'll see you tomorrow. And uh, yeah, have a good week, guys. Thank you guys for watching. Adios. Later, guys. Bye.